in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was a formless void, and the darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. was light. Then God created other things like water and sky. God saw all kinds of new things. Their beginnings. You know what God said? Good. From the beginning, what God made was true. What God made was noble and right. From the beginning, everything that God made was pure and lovely. And most of all, everything that God made was good. Let's pray. To our good and gracious God, who was and is and will always be, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Lord of all creation who sustains our lives to this very day and continues to create in us a new creation that we know in Christ Jesus, we give you thanks, and honor, and glory, and praise. And once again, to the covenant that you make with us through Jesus, we again this morning say yes, in the name of Jesus, amen. On the seventh day, God rested. Not sure why, but God rested. And we should remember to rest too. One of the very worst things that God says to the people in Scripture is not, I'm going to destroy or I'm going to obliterate or I'm going to make chaos. One of the worst things that God says to the people in all of Scripture is, and they will never enter my rest. Because after God created all of this, God rested and invites us into rest. So, sometime later today, whatever form it takes, maybe even this moment, I hope you get some rest. On the sixth day, God created a man and a woman, and all of us, different and beautiful and made in God's image, and we even on this very day, join God in the work of creation. I mean, sure, there were these first people 
in the story. Right? I mean, it's not long after the story starts where you get all these people, but for right now, in the beginning, there's just these first people, but it doesn't end there. This does not end with Genesis 1. God speaks, and there's life. God speaks us into life. And think about this. You are alive today, sitting right here, right now, in this room on a beautiful Sunday morning because God spoke. What if, like the original Adam, a name that has come to mean all sorts of things like man and from the dirt and even to be red, as in, you know, the color red, to be red, as in red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight, that kind of red. And God is still creating. To this very day, what if the first thing ever said about you on the day you were born was not, oh, isn't she precious? But what if the very first thing ever said about you was God going first before anyone else and God saying, there's Sarah. There's Sharon, there's Jim, there's Rod, there's Tommy. Your very first day on your beginning, what if God spoke and spoke you into existence? Did you notice that most every paragraph in Genesis 1, and if you read before this morning, if you already read Genesis 1 today or yesterday, did you notice that most every paragraph begins the same way? God said. God spoke. God said, let's make humanity. God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. On the fifth day, God made swordfish and blackbirds and giraffes and puppies. On the fourth day, God created the sun and the moon. And I don't know about you, but this may be the most interesting day in all of creation. Because just think with me about this for a second. If we are on day four, and if God has spent the first three days creating the sky and the waters, and there was evening, and there was morning, and if God created light, first of all, on the first day, but did not create the sun and the moon until day four, then... First three days, what's the light? If the sun and the moon aren't created until day four. You ever thought about that? L listen to this. This is, this is day four in Genesis 1.14. And God said, see the way that starts? God says something. God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. 
And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening. And there was morning, the fourth day. And then if we rewind back to the very beginning on the first day, before it was even called day, before there was time, God said, let there be light. God started all of creation with light. Much later, after we realized what Jesus brought us with His life, death, and resurrection, we started calling Jesus the light. In Him there is no darkness at all. It's nothing short of the very power of being made like Jesus. Even on a morning like today that Jesus would call us the very first thing ever created, which Jesus embodies with us to this very day. God called us, looked at us. And can you believe this? God looked at us. Jesus still looks at us today and says, You are the light. And just like Jesus calling us the light, and just like God creating light and calling it and everything else good, the Lord of all creation, the one who was from the beginning, before the beginning, the one who was Lord of creation before there was time. The almighty, true, and living God looks at you today. Yes, you. Who, me? Yes, you. And showers you with light. Not the temporary star in the middle of the solar system but the light that was even before that light, the real light, the eternal light. Y'all remember in seventh grade science when you studied the solar system? You know, maybe you did it in sixth grade. Or I went to school, we didn't get to it till seventh grade. Anyway, seventh grade science, you study the solar system. And did you get, like, did you have to go to the store and buy the styrofoam balls and paint them and, you know, make your solar system? I remember when I was in seventh grade and our teacher having us make, you know, this solar system out of styrofoam, explaining to us that one of these days the sun is just going to grow and grow and grow and swallow up all the planets. And I went home and lost sleep that night. <laughs> no one had ever bothered. Why didn't anybody tell me this before now? I mean, for Pete's sake, I'm 12 years old and I'm just now finding out that the sun's going to eat us? Oh, it's a temporary star. What do you mean it's a temporary star? It looks the same as it did when I was a little boy outside playing. You know, and here I am, not a little boy anymore. It kind of still looks the same. What do you mean? Well, in the grand scheme of things, 
It's temporary. It's a temporary star. It has time. It started way back when, and it's not going to last forever. So whatever it was on that first day when God said, let there be light, it's not temporary. It's eternal. God is always at work around us, creating all the time. And the question is, are we open to see it? Can we see it? You see, this is the notion of God creating everything, but very first saying, let there be light. That way you can see everything. You ever been to like Carlsbad Caverns? Whenever they get you way down under, they don't do this anymore, but they used to. They take you way down under, and they shut off all the lights. You ever had that experience, like being down in a cave, and you try to look at your hand, you can't see it? I went home and lost sleep that night over that one, too. That freaked me out. You can't see your hand. It's so dark. So what does light do? You see everything. You're going to go out this week, maybe even later today, and you are going to be bombarded with all kinds of things that you'd probably rather not see if you could do it over again. You know what I mean? See something, it's like, man, I wish I hadn't seen that. You know, Bob Seger's line, I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. That's what life is like post day one. Beginning God said, let there be light. Now you can see everything, but man, there's some things... I don't want to see. Well, you're going to see. You're going to see some things you'd rather not see. But with that same light, you're going to see some things that are worth seeing and worth seeing again over and over and over again. The bad thing, though, is, is that you have to see these things you want to see again right next to the things that you don't ever want to see again. And sometimes... We get so bombarded by the things we don't want to see and that we wish we'd never see again that we lose the ability over time to see the things of God creating all around us all day, every day. You ever had that experience? It's why Mother Teresa, before she died, said that her life with God actually got harder as time went by. It didn't get easier. It didn't get deeper and and more relational and sweet. It got harder because of all these other things that you have to see. So on this day one of us spending time living in the book of Genesis, let's not, let's not you know, pretend. Now, you're going to see some stuff. You wouldn't write, I, mean, just, I don't want to see that. It's not going anywhere, not anytime soon. Don't let it keep you from seeing all of the handiwork of God. God's at work all the time. All you got to do is look for it. And you really don't have to look that hard. But it's there. I'm telling you, as wild as the stories of Genesis get, because let me, if you've never read Genesis before, 
I'll, I'll tell you right, man, it gets wild. I mean, it, there's some crazy stuff in it. It's wild. But as wild as the stories of Genesis get in a hurry, God's intent from the very beginning was reflected in what he said every time he created something. And it was good. Our lives participate in this earliest impulse of creation. For years, fundamentalists have hijacked the word creation as having to do with physical earth and oceans, people, animals. All those things are important, don't get me wrong. And it's our job to be good stewards of that creation. But that word that has been hijacked, creation, this morning, let's hijack it back. Let's take it back. They stole it, let's steal it back. Let's bring it back. Creation is more than swordfish, and blackbirds, and giraffes, and puppies. I like all those things. The creation is so much more. So much more. Creation is and has always been about the way that God created us in the image of God. We as the people were created to be and do good. God is always at work around us creating all the time. All we have to do is see it. And then keep being it and keep doing it. God created us to be and to do good. Maybe that's why a common text is goodbye. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've experienced it at different points in all my life. A common text is goodbye when you're leaving someone's house. They don't say goodbye. You know what they say? Y'all be good. Amen.